For me, it's 9.38 p.m. on November 17th, 2021, but for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-revolving second chair is the great British baker herself. Not British. Not British, <laughs> but a great baker. Nevertheless, Lindsay, welcome back to The Media Files. I'm here. Yes. And we just got done with another episode of The Great British Bake Off. And wow, I, it's such a heartwarming show. It's the best show. And we did an episode on it last year. For the, yes, we did. We for did. the season prior to this one. Yes, because it was such a pep in our step for that year. It really was. And, and I've thought about, I was like, man, I think maybe we should do another episode on the Great British Bake Off. And then we didn't because things just pile up in our queue of, yes. and things go by the wayside. There are things that we, that I want to talk about on the show and we just never get to. We haven't talked about The Eternals, the Marvel movie, because I haven't seen it, number one, but also because there are just too many things happening. And this is one that probably could have been replaced with The Eternals. But you haven't had time to go see it. But I haven't had a chance to go see it. Uh, but we will go check out some movies soon, and that's going to be coming up soon. Next week is uh, Thanksgiving, and we'll be taking a break. Will we? Yes, we oh, took we well, took a we took a break last year for the Thanksgiving week. Did we? Yeah, it was the only planned break we've taken so far. We're going to repeat it this year. Uh, I just don't think a lot of people listen to podcasts on Thanksgiving week. They're with family, and take that time with your family. We're going to do the same with ours, and just spend time with family and and take that week off. But jam-packed schedule once we come back really cool topics that we're going to talk about again topics go by the wayside because there's too much to talk about and uh too much i want to talk about but today we're talking about something really fun i'm excited about this conversation we're talking about red notice Red Notice follows FBI agent John Hartley as he attempts to track down the world's most notorious art thief, the Bishop, with the help of the world's second most notorious art thief, Nolan Booth. There's a lot of money, prison breaks, car chases, Nazis, and a silly story about golden eggs. Red Notice stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot, and was directed by Ross and Marshall Thurber. It had a limited release in theaters on November 5th, 2021, and was released on Netflix in the United States on November 12th. This movie is bananas. Is it? Yeah. I, I don't feel like it was that bananas. It's so bananas for so many reasons beyond it just being a movie. It was just like an average heist movie. I don't... It's so weird, though. I want to know your thoughts on Red Notice. I feel like it was an average heist movie with three big names. And that's it. Just, that's, yeah. Just a the Saturday whole, afternoon. Yeah. Now, see, I, I don't feel like there's anything special about it that, that separated it from all other heist action movies. No, I do think that there's things that separate it in that, number one, I, I want to say that action movies like this, and this is an action movie. I mean, from the moment the movie starts to the moment it ends, there is something happening on screen Always. There is always action taking place. Which is fun because it is. they all have action backgrounds. Yeah, it's fine. I don't mind that. I'm not a huge action movie fan. Yeah. I really couldn't care less about most action movies unless they tend towards 
the sometimes the more comedic side, which this does. Yes. I would probably call this a comedy action. It, it leans really heavy into the comedy. The problem is, is it doesn't get a lot of either of those right a lot of the time. Mm. The action is really corny a lot of the time. Now, there are some really good action pieces in this movie. Yes. This is a lot of Jackie Chan choreography is what I call it. When <laughs> In the very beginning when the, he like slips through the like, they're like, perfect... Um, opening. They're parkouring through like scaffolding in yeah. the museum. That's all really I actually really liked that scene. But nobody dies in this movie with the exception of a single guy who might have hit a rock going like 70 miles an hour while in a jeep. He's hanging outside. Yeah. That guy's probably dead. However everybody else just kind of like very slapsticky gets a shirt wrapped around their face and then punched yes. you know and then like someone else like dodges a paint can and then it comes back and hits them you know it's like those types the of like high speed action shots yeah where like how did they even almost home alone almost home alone and like how people are getting knocked out yeah. and like fought. <laughs> He's but just it's taking apart the scaffolding like whatever yeah very silly like very silly toy. but it's cute it's funny and yes. like I'm watching it the entire time Kind of giggling to myself. I was entertained. I was definitely entertained. And that's the thing is I would have a very hard time telling you all the things I like about this movie because I don't think there's anything that I particularly liked about this movie with the exception of Gal Gadot, who I'm horribly in love with. Okay, but mm, she had such a hard time being mean. She just makes it. She's not a good bad person. Well, I don't think she's a good actor at all. Actress. Well, actor. I mean, acting. Her acting skills are subpar by a long shot. And it's not like The Rock is a great actor. But if I think about it too hard, it'll make me not like Wonder Woman as much. And I really. Well, and she does. She does do okay in Wonder Woman, and that's fine. But there's there is kind of a a wooden palette to Wonder Woman, anyways. Yes. Here, she has to do a lot more. You like you said, she has to be mean. She has to be cunning. Couldn't do it, you guys. And it falls. It just falls. And The Rock also supposed to be The Rock. And it's not like he's a great actor. And there's a lot of scenes where The Rock and Gal Gadot are interacting with each other that are just plain boring because (laughs) neither of them could emote their way out of a paper bag. Ryan Reynolds is just doing Deadpool. He was. This is He could not get away from being Deadpool. This is just Deadpool. And that's okay. Again. I mean, it, I still enjoy that humor. He's still funny. Yeah. And it's fine. Like I said, I'll, I watched it. We laughed a few times. I've talked about it with some people. And if I had to sit here and say, these are all the things I liked about Red Notice, I don't think I'd be able to do that. But I think overall, I kind of enjoyed the movie. And it falls into this category of Netflix movies, where Netflix is putting out so many movies and so many TV shows any given week. There are a endless amount of releases of Netflix products. Most of them are bad. Some of them are entertaining and very few of them are good. And so when the good one comes out, everybody takes notice. Everybody says, "Okay, now Netflix has hit another one. Everybody go watch it. And then and over years and years and years of content, they end up with this pretty good catalog. I think that this one gets forgotten in three months. I don't think anybody talks about Red Notice three months from now. I hadn't realized how much advertising there was until after the movie. 
There is a scene at the beginning of the movie where Ryan Reynolds and The Rock, and I'm just going to call them that because, like I said, they're not playing any characters. There are no characters in this movie. There are mm, actors yeah. just being you, themselves. You, they weren't anyone new. No, it's it's just Ryan Reynolds and The Rock. Yeah. And they're in a house and they pour drinks for themselves. Mm-hmm. The drinks that they pour are Ryan Reynolds' own brand of gin and oh, The Rock's it? own brand of whiskey. It's so blatantly product <laughs> I placement didn't know that so such a blatant advertisement for their own oh but he made a joke about it i watched that ad he made a joke about actors um putting their own like supporting their own oh of course brand. yeah Which... his wife has a brand of liquor too Blake Lively? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's called Buzz Betty. Betty's Buzz. Something like that. Celebrity liquors are like the hot thing right now. Oh. Everybody has... Uh, George Clooney has his own... Does he? Yeah, and that one's like really popular, I think. Hmm. Every country singer has like a tequila. <laughs> That's for real. It's, it's true. I, I'm not aware. Now, one of the things I do want to say about this movie, and, and I think one of the most crazy things about this movie for me... Is that this movie was made on a $200 million budget. And I feel like the bulk of that had to be the actor's payroll. Which is, which, I don't know. I don't know how much they made. I did kind of do a little preliminary research looking into this. But actors typically don't make more than a couple million a piece for a movie. And so even for the three really the three actors that are in this movie for any substantial amount of time, that's only a few million dollars still. Yeah. So $200 million go into this movie. And this movie has a lot of locations. They're in Rome. They're in Paris. They're in Argentina, I think. And yet, none of that actually happened. They're all in Atlanta. This is almost all of its green screen shot. Oh, is it? I mean, there are parts where it's very blatant. There's a scene where they come out in the Coliseum or no, they're in Spain and they come out into a bull ring. Oh, yeah. And it's so badly affected, so green screened that I'm like, "Mm, we could have left this scene out. But I don't know where this $200 million goes. I do want to point out, too, that just recently we talked about the movie Dune on this podcast. That wasn't how much was that budget? 165 million. Shut up. Was it really? 35 million dollars less than this movie. Dang. Now, you and I soon will be going to see Ghostbusters Afterlife, mm-hmm. which yes. is in theaters today as of time this podcast is posting, and that has a budget of 75 million dollars. So What? So, you know, I, feel like I don't know. With ghosts, it has to be like a lot of visual effects. So. Well, I mean, $75 million is still a lot of money. Yeah, but not $200 million. Well, that's what I mean. I don't think I understand cinema budgets well <laughs> enough because what happened to $200 million? Yeah. And Netflix buys the distribution of this movie. It was going to be a universal film. It was supposed to be in theaters. And Netflix buys it and says, never mind, we're just going to put it on our service. And in theaters, it did go to theaters for a week. But they had to see potential in this. They had to see growth and subscribership to their service for a movie like this. Otherwise, financially, it just doesn't make sense. I don't have any answers. There was a ton of advertising. Well, yeah, sure, but I mean... I guess they had to pay for that, too. Is that part of the budget? I don't think so. (laughs) Do they pay to put it in? I don't know how that works, either. 
I just think it's an insane thing to talk about that they can that a studio can burn through two hundred million dollars for a movie. No, I mean like the, the the little trailers they made for the movie. Is that part of the budget? Oh yeah, I don't know. Cause he even he even made a video with the Antique Roadshow. Did you see that one? No, <laughs> it was really great. Who's this? Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. With, he's with isn't the he amazing? With the golden egg, it was he's, really good. He's so incredible, and. I did look up the story about golden eggs. Mark Antony's giving these golden eggs to Cleopatra as a gift, and two of them have been found, but one of them's lost forever, and if they can find this egg, it's like $300 million, blah, 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 blah. That story is completely fabricated. They do bring in this very just obscure story about Nazis and... The Nazis got a hold of the egg. It felt and buried it here and there. Yeah. yeah, it felt so Indiana Jones. Yes, that's contrived. What I got yeah, from that part. As if they just ran out of ideas. Mm. There are no other cultures in history that could have gotten artifacts and hid them than the Nazis. I feel like they were more pushing towards. Have we hit every heist action movie like trope? You know, and that could have been it because. There were plenty of parts throughout this movie where I was predicting exactly what was going to happen because I've seen it before. And if you've seen action movies, then you've seen Red Notice. When (laughs) you see a car, when you see a nice car sitting there, then that nice car is going to be driven fast, right? Yes. When you see something very valuable sitting out in the open, guess what? It's probably a fake. You know, like these are these are the tropes that come through in these in these spy action heist movies and yet at the end and i don't i'm not going to spoil the end for this podcast my expectations expectations were subverted a little bit i i actually the the twist if you can call it a twist at the end got me i didn't i didn't see it coming at all and i was like okay that was pretty good like they they pulled one over on me there however I mean, if you like action movies, you know, maybe this is a movie for people that love action movies and love seeing action movies kind of parodied in a very silly, like I said, a very Jackie Chan way without Jackie Chan being involved. Maybe this is a movie for them. Probably. Much Much in the way that Scream was for slasher flicks, right? It parodied all those while still making its own slasher flick. Maybe Red Notice was that type of movie, and it's not an idea I've had till now, but I'm taking that to the bank. Maybe that makes me like it more. I'm I mean, going to have to did, ponder they that. They did list all the action movies that they were, like, copying or had For watched, inspiration. inspired by. Yeah. yeah. Now, it should be said, too, and we, we talked about this a little bit, that action movies, don't historically, they don't thrill us. Um, but this is not a movie that has characters. This is not a movie that has plot. It is a movie that has actors and action. Yes. And that's about it. I mean, it's it's really hard to, to, to talk to anybody about what this movie is about because the movie really isn't about anything. It's about Ryan Reynolds and The Rock doing these very silly action and fighting sequences without killing anybody because they have to keep a PG-13 rating. Yeah, because... Gal Gadot, um, she doesn't have like a super skimpy bathing suit at the end, now that I'm thinking about it. No. And I kind of expected that to happen at some point. Now, she is in plenty of ballroom dances. Yes. And ballroom dresses. There's a lot of legs showing here and there. And uh, she she's given ample compliments throughout the movie. Well, that's because she's beautiful, right? Yeah. That's because she's the most gorgeous woman ever. You know, she's she's obviously this trope of beautiful spy thief woman in beautiful Bond, dresses. Bond girl. Bond girl, yeah, slash yeah. villain maybe. Um, but again, hard to talk about this movie and give you any sort of plot because that's not what this movie has. What this movie has is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. It has The Rock. 
And then you get some Gal Gadot really doing her best. And, and bless her heart. Being beautiful. And it's not, here's the thing too. It's not that I don't like Gal Gadot. You know this as well as anybody. If I had to rank celebrities that I'm in love with, Gal Gadot's number one. I think that she's just, and she's you are, you are so beautiful. But Gal Gadot, sweetie, holy <laughs> smokes. She's top marks. She's just wonderful. And I just don't think she has the acting chops. And especially next to somebody who really does the action comedy scene as well as Ryan Reynolds. He carried this movie. And I think without him, this movie would have fallen really flat for me. Again, you know. They with, did, that was a good choice. Yeah. Without him, we probably would have gotten Kevin Hart. And I probably still would have watched it. But I wouldn't have liked it as much. Ryan Reynolds kind of sells the the main part of this film for me. Everything we talk about on the Media Files, we do give an entirely arbitrary rating to. How do you arbitrarily rate Red Notice? I rate it a yellow notice. Did you look up the notice levels? No, they talk about it a little bit in the, the movie. The yellow notice is for missing persons. So this was just missing Acting. a, a hue. <laughs> <laughs> missing, missing a plot. <laughs> okay, well, me and you were very similar. I, I wasn't going to rate... Um, the movie I was going to rate Netflix a red notice. Like, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to stop putting out this kind of garbage movie if you're going to want to make a statement. Now, they did put out a, a movie recently, uh, The Harder They Fall, Ooh, which is the cowboy we're flick. Watch that one. We are going to watch it. We probably won't talk about it on we won't have time for this that. podcast, unfortunately. Maybe just make a review on your storyline. But Instagram. I think maybe I, maybe I will. That looks like a great movie. It's been getting good reviews and they've had good movies before. But right now for me, they're on red notice. Let's get something really great from you soon. Hopefully the Cowboy Bebop TV show is going to be looking forward to that. Hopefully it's going to be stellar. I have not heard good things from early reviews, Really? but I'm a huge Cowboy Bebop fan. So I'm like. Fingers crossed, like, please pull this off, Netflix. And the cast is so great. I'm just so excited for this show. And that's one I think we might be able to talk about in December. We might talk about Cowboy Bebop. Maybe I won't have you on for that, though. I might have to pull in. I'm not a Bebop expert. Well, I I mean, you don't have to be a Bebop expert. You just have to appreciate it. I do appreciate it. It's so good. It is good. And you know what? They got the original composer back for the soundtrack. All new songs, all new soundtrack. I am so excited for that. Maybe we'll talk about that soon, but that's all the time we've got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of The Media Files. And thank you again, Lindsay, for being here this week. You're welcome. The Media Files is provided by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian. The producers are Severin D, Jexac, and Joe the Joad. I'm on Instagram at Brewstoff. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H. Or at the RPG Era Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later.